Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hey everybody, you're listening to Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Uh, today we're going to talk about MSU's loss to UCLA in the first four. We're going to talk a little bit about the tournament and we're going to talk a little bit about what next season might look like. So Tim, if you want to go ahead and take it away, go for it. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Um, this is the probably the worst way we could have um, welcomed you guys back to the podcast. I know that it's probably painful to even have to sit here and think about this kind of stuff. Um, but I'm going to be perfectly honest, Ryan. I've watched a lot of MSU basketball, and I absolutely love MSU basketball. But uh, there was a part of me that was happy that season ended. Um. And I know that sounds crazy because that's like the exact opposite of how I always feel. I never want them to lose any game ever, especially in the tournament. But, um, I mean, if that team had like beaten UCLA and beaten BYU and God knows, you know, Abilene Christian, they go on to the second weekend, you like by all accounts, they would have overachieved. That team wasn't second weekend good like through the course of a basketball season. They had moments. But what were those moments? Those moments were like when Rocket Watts shot well above his percentage. Or Joey Hauser shot above his percentage. Um and you know what's the crazy part is UCLA game was going perfectly. Every little thing that I would have circled, I thought this is like it's happening. Um Joey Hauser had a couple of buckets, if I recall. Maybe that's right, right? I don't have the stats in front of me. We're not doing stats on this one, guys. Um, that's right, though, right? He had a couple of buckets. I believe so. Rocket had like a three bounce the right way for him. Um, they were like letting them play with the whistle. You know, I could tell right off the bat that there was a several calls that I would have probably expected to be blown in the Big Ten, and they were letting them go. And I was like, this is everything that we wanted. Everything. You know, hitting shots early, taking um, charge of this game. I mean, I I was feeling fantastic. 11 points at half. There's the the problem with ha- at half with Izzo and Gabe. And I'll just say, the moment I saw it, I knew it would be a thing. Um, I think just like you did and probably all the Spartan fans that it would be a talking point. And I said to my girlfriend, I was like, oh, well, we got to watch the halftime show now. Cause usually I don't really care. I go to the you know bathroom break, get a drink, something like that. Um, cause I knew that they would just go right into the Izzo thing, but I'll be perfectly honest. That is really like what people look like 
when they're in the heat of the battle and they all want the same thing, but they're frustrated. You know, I would do that to a friend of mine, a good friend of mine on my team, like in the heat of the moment. And then after it'd be like, yeah, man, we're just, we all want to win. Um, there was some bad visuals with the Gabe thing. I think especially like the Izzo grabbing his arm and shirt. I think that just in this day and age, that just isn't something like just seeing that with your eyeballs. You're like, wait, that's like something we're supposed to be mad about. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? When in reality, um, is it that like, I don't know what's the best argument here. That definitely happened to me growing up playing. That Now, does that make it right? I don't know. But is it really that extreme? By all accounts, your coach, you spend hours upon hours with him, especially a D1 athlete, hours on end with this guy. They know him intimately. Um, for him to, like, grab your shirt or arm, not that intense in my opinion, especially coming from a Michigan State program where all the players – Namely, the biggest voice, Draymond, saying that that's a very typical Michigan State interaction. Um, I think that probably happens all day in their practices. And then it's on TV and everyone's like, oh. Now all of this could be boiled down to, but does that make it right? I don't know. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, I thought that it was kind of over as usual uh, with all this stuff. I didn't... uh... I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. I mean, that stuff happens on the regular, I feel like. So, but of course, it got blown up. I knew, like, right when they, right when they went to the locker room and Izzo grabbed his arm, that it was going to blow up. And I was like, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah, I mean, when uh, Gabe, he, um, he, like, stood and, like, flexed at him, essentially. I don't know what else you want to call it. Uh, and Izzo, like, pushed him in. I was like, oh, it almost looked like Izzo was trying to get him out of the sight of cameras. Um, and then, of course, they have a camera in, like, the hallway. Of course they did. But, um, I don't know. I think if you looked around, a lot of people are like, yeah, this really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, part of me... Is like, well, what the hell? Why is it? Why was Aaron Henry such a big deal then? And then I guess part of me is just not surprised by any of it. Um, but I'll say that it's pretty much blown over at this point. I, you don't really even see anyone talk about. It. You know, MSU is out and the tournament's going on. That's one of the reasons. Obviously, if MSU were in it, still winning, you know, damn well they'd be talking about it. So, um. So, yeah, that that was just a small little bit. You could say that – I literally did see on Twitter people saying that threw off their whole chemistry or whatever. Um, no, I – the second half was different because um, – well, first of all, MSU was getting a lot of shots to drop in the first half. You have to just know, having watched this team, that – that was above percentage, you know, that was, they were performing above their average, probably, you know, a good chance it would regress to the mean. And, um, there was a little bit of that. I mean, that Hawkes kid was absolutely hooping. Of course he had a record night against MSU. Of course he did, but 
How many other teams during the course of this year did someone have like a record night against them? We have to sit here and acknowledge that that it was probably MSU's fault for that. Um, I guess you could maybe make an argument of um, who they put on him. There was a stretch where UCLA really cut a chunk of the deficit when Joey Hauser was on the floor. Oh, I mean, that's my. Just yes, a fact. yes, yes. Um, MSU started getting cold. They started settling for some pretty kind of like weak sets. Just like, you know, it was their problem all season. Their set would fall apart. They didn't really have a point guard that could, you know, kind of finish it off. And it would turn into some weird ISO or, you know, Rocket Watts step back and uh, Aaron Henry kind of just trying to force it, um, which had been a, very successful at times. But um, it was an issue all season, and it reared its ugly head. This team also had mental toughness issues. You know, they they didn't come from behind in many games. They kind of just, like, let it rain on them. Um, they could never really beat a team by a lot. Like, even Duke... Notre Dame, games that looked like they killed them. They come back and make it like a six, ten point game. I mean, this team was so mentally weak in terms of playing out the game in the way that got them to where they were already. The things that they were being successful with, they just kind of fall apart. And, oh gosh, did that happen at Purdue? You know, well, Purdue at the present, I should say. Um, in this game, where they still had the game won. Five-point lead, made every mistake you could. Made every mistake. Goes into overtime. And when it went to overtime, Ryan, I don't know about you. I was oh, yeah. I, I knew once it went to overtime, the game was – they were not going to win. It was over. Um, mental so- – like, a very big lack of – um presence, veteran presence, you know, the upperclassmen, yeah, they have some on their team, but are they out there making an upperclassman difference? Um, there was, that's so few, few and far between. You had Lankford and Henry, really. Um, Bingham was so-so. He had an incredibly big mistake at the end when he jumped on the pump fake and Sent Hawkes to the line for the tie. Um, that was a, that's been something that's plagued him all his career, falling for that pump fake. Um, and yeah, it was. Don't get me wrong, I was in pain watching the end of that game. You know, hands, head in my hands, like, uh, you know, where this is really happening. Um, Eleven point lead at half, man. <sighs> It's it's really disappointing, and um, it sucks that the tournament's just going on. I mean, the second weekend hasn't even happened yet, and um, MSU's out. But again, we talked about this. Making the tournament was our little sort of championship. It kept the streak alive. I mean, that very well could have been a season that ended with a, a Michigan sweeps us no tournament. Could have easily been that, right? 
I'll take this. I know it sucks, but let's be real. We've been spoiled in this fan base, and we've got a guy at the helm who's proven that he can get him back there, and, and he can get him back there, and he can keep doing it. Um, what do you have to say about the game? Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, I think uh, it was kind of just the epitome of this whole season. I, I, I was so pissed at Izzo when he took Bingham out and put uh, Hauser in. Not only did he put Hauser in the game, he put him on Hakez. Excuse me, who was. Uh, who was literally who was just cooking MSU the whole entire time, and they just really inexplicable, in my opinion, coaching decisions this year with the rotations. And I mean, usually he's got that figured out by you know the tournament, but it was clear even going into the tournament he didn't know what he was doing with the lineups. So I mean. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, you can't really – I mean, they made the tournament and nobody thought that was going to happen like a month and a half ago. So, I mean, you take it and roll with it. I mean, it's just frustrating, though, watching UCLA make the Sweet 16. You know, they beat BYU and then they get a gift with Abilene Christian beating Texas and kind of beat the shit out of Abilene Christian yesterday. Uh can't say I was surprised, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I somewhat called it with the uh, the play-in game momentum. You have to say that UCLA is riding off of beating MSU like that. Um, sure, they've been a good team. and I mean, every, let, let's be real. They were in it to win the Pac-12 at a certain point. Pac-12 is doing well in this tournament. Maybe there's a correlation. Um, got some guys on their team, but they've got – they had momentum on their side. MSU could have caught that wave. But their issues, like you said, it was just like a perfect um, – it was just the perfect metaphor for the season. Uh, like could look great, but ultimately had some really, really big issues to work out. And one of those, the whole season – was MSU just didn't have a point guard. Yeah, surprise, shocker. surprise. They they lost a generational talent at point guard, and that spot ends up killing them the next season. <laughs> How could anyone have seen that coming? Yeah, not surprising. I guess we should have just all seen this coming. (laughs) Um, Not necessarily. It there is a problem though, and it's. um, I don't know how else to say it without sounding very critical or negative or even mean, but uh, you know, there's some guys on the roster that it might not work out for them. Um, And if you looked at MSU Twitter, you would say for a certainty 
there are some guys on the rock roster that it will not work out for them at Michigan State. Um, do you want to um, comment on that? I sorry. Yeah, I'm, so yeah. you're breaking up a little bit. There's some guys that are. I don't, I just don't think that there are some guys that are, it's going to work out for them at MSU, and I think that was an issue. Yeah, I, I've kind of made my thoughts known on this for a while now. There's two guys who I'll be shocked at this point if they're back next year, and that's Kithier and Lawyer. They're just it's just not working out. Uh, Kithier barely. I mean, he didn't play two of the last three games at all, including Michigan. They were with the Michigan and UCLA games. So, I don't think he's going to be back. I don't think Lawyer's going to be back unless he's like a GA or something, and uh, which wouldn't actually shock me. Uh, Langford already said he won't be back for his sixth year. Um, so, that's – Three, I mean, we we kind of figured Langford wasn't coming back. It's not surprising. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are the two I think that won't be back. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one out of the group there that doesn't come back next year. And uh, MSU needs to hit the transfer portal this year. There's just no excuses to not hit it this year. They need a point guard, period. Like they, I, I, I know, like, Jade Nakins is coming in. And then you return Hogard, but like, dude, you need a point guard. You need you need an experienced point guard. And there's plenty of guys who've already entered the portal, who I think would be massive upgrades to that position. Yes. Um, okay, we have so much to talk about here. Um, you forgot to mention um, that Aaron Henry definitely right, is right. not going to be. Um, there has been a little bit of buzz about Gabe Brown taking MSU stuff out of his Twitter profile. Um, something to keep an eye on, I guess. It's just rumors. Yeah, I've seen nothing from like insiders on message boards or anything that have indicated that Gabe Brown's going to not be at Michigan State next year. So I would expect him to be back personally. Right. Um, you know, I think that Marcus Bingham has shown that, like, he, if if any of the guys that maybe he was had something there, I don't know. That Man, one's tough. He definitely was it getting would be a lot a of play. If he's not back next um, year, I uh, that would be yeah. I think bad, not good. If he leaves, it's on his own accord. It's not because the coaching staff doesn't want him back. Yeah, and I think that um, Marcus, he's like just getting to the point where he's he's an asset out there. Um, And, you know, Dwayne Stevens has a track record with big men. I I don't know if he thinks his chances – are going to be better at some other school transferring as a junior, you know, junior going to the senior year. I'm not sure about that one. Um, so no buzz on Marcus Bingham though. It's just, he was definitely a candidate at certain points 
in this season. There's no doubt about it. I think now that it's all said and done, though, he was a guy who kind of had earned his place. Um, Mati Sissoko was a freshman who clearly was a project. So uh, he's another, if he were to leave, it'd have to be on his own accord because the coaches knew what they were getting with Mati. You can see where the potential is there. That kid's just got to like play more basketball. Uh, they know that, and I think he knows it. He's a kid that you know came from Africa, probably the stability at a place as high of a level as Michigan State. You know, that's probably going to be where he wants to be, and um, and I cannot see the coaching staff um, possibly asking him to leave. That would be an absolute stunt if that. Happens. Yeah, I I think he. I think the two keys to next year are what's the point guard play going to be and what steps do, does Sissoko take next year? Because to me, if he can take a big step forward next year, because usually you, you see the biggest jump in a, a player's uh, career is the freshman to sophomore year. I mean, it's been said before by plenty of people. Um, if he can take a big step forward – it completely changes the outlook of the team next year, like one hundred percent. They they need a they need a big man who can defend and give you some offensive output. Right. Um, so we're in agreement there. Um, I saw people talking about Hall and Hauser. I mean, Hauser. I guess it's conceivable, you know, kids who transfer, it's not unlikely that they would transfer again. But, um, you know, I just think he had a really rough season. And on a team that's really struggling, interior defense, and a lot of other facets of the game, him being asked so much, especially defensively, um, that was tough on him. Now, I don't know if that's ever going to improve. I don't know if I see... Joey Hauser ever becoming some stud for MSU, but uh, I would say that that would probably surprise me also. And then Malik Hall, I don't know who the hell said it, but someone definitely did. Like, he was one of the best players on the team at the end of this season. So that one also would have to be if he wanted to leave, which is possible. I, You know, with all the transfers – that are you know coming, it pouring in. It's crazy. It's gonna be a pretty wild uh, summer. But um, I agree with you. You know the way that the season ended, Kithier just he wasn't even playing. I don't know. Maybe he just like loves to Honestly, be at Tim, State and wants to ride it out. You need to ask the guy to leave. I, I'm sorry. I I I know that sounds harsh, but. He can't be taking up a scholarship and just not contributing at this point for a second straight year. I agree with you, but you know, this is coming from the horse's mouth. Izzo has said he's never taken or yeah, ridden they, a kid I off. Think I guess had conversations with the guys before about playing time. Though. Like you're not going to play here. There's there's like a guy like uh, Javon. I know he got hurt, but it, he it was it came to a point where it's obvious the dude's not going to play anymore. Like, 
Right. And you might be right. It might be where he said, "Hey, this isn't gonna." You I know, don't think he. I don't think he's told. Probably will never be playing again here. I think he's conversations with people. I mean, even he's. Remember, he said this before MSU went on that big run. That, I mean, this. For next year, so I mean, he kind of implied it himself. I yeah. You know, uh, You're, you're right. Um, I just felt that we would be remiss if we didn't say it from both sides because, um, yeah, who like it sounds crazy for Izzo to say I've never written a kid off when, you know, when it like just so happens kids will transfer out when he has right. a it's, big awesome it's, class it, coming. It, it, there, there are conversations. Um, There's no question about it. But I, I do believe truthfully – that he lays it out to them like, you know, is this what you want for your, your career? Is Do you want to end like this or this? Because we can make, you know, either happen. I think it's probably a little more. And then you might say that's, well, that's, you know, he's just doing that because that suits him and that will make his team better. Yeah, you might be right. But um, Kithier, back, going back to him. <laughs> oh, Kithier. We love talking about him this year, didn't we? God. Uh, I can't wait till I don't have to, like, see that I, name I, I, just anywhere. Not that I'm, like, I hate him. It's more of, yes. I hate well, no, the I agree, Tim. Uh, I, and I, I, I went on Bacon Wire Pod last night to talk about uh, a little bit about basketball. But they, they I mean, I, me and Lucas were talking, and it's like, we're not rooting against these kids. Like, why in the hell would I root against guys that are on my team? It's just that when you know something's not working out, it's time to move on, if that makes sense. I, I want the kid to be successful. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, I hope he sucks so he doesn't play. No. Why would I root against a guy on my team? That makes no sense. <laughs> That's true. You want him to be a, the best player in America, obviously. Um yeah, it's the way it ended for Kithier. I mean, there's there's no debate about this. He wasn't focal piece on that team in any way. A team that barely made it to the tournament. So yeah, I don't. I I, don't I, know. I, I would I would sign. say there is a ninety percent <laughs> chance he's not on the roster next year if I had to put odds on it. Oof, that's I high. I I'm not going to get into odds but... personally. But I mean, crazier things have happened, I guess. But that is my that is my percentage he, on it. I I would be shocked if he's back. I mean, come on, man! Everyone was like, "How is he still playing?" I'd be shocked if he plays again, and it kept happening. So at this point, nothing's going to shock me. Um, I might be mad or like frustrated, sad, frustrated. Or, you know, just other emotions, but not surprised. Um. Yeah, frustrated is probably a good word. Um, and then you said foster lawyer. I did say on this podcast it was hard for me to see that, probably like halfway through the season, because he was a captain. This was before his injury. Um, I'm, I really don't know where I stand. It's almost like so many people have been saying it. They're incepting me. But, you know... If he 
has a conversation with Foster, like, hey, man, you, you know, you're not going to be really playing. Like, this is – you're going to ride your senior year out having not played. Um, what do you think? What It's up to you. You know, that being said, if they have that combo, I could see Foster transferring. It's just – you know, Foster's had a lot of haters, and – him leaving like this would be almost like they What do you mean, haters from another fan base? I think we all know what fan base I'm talking about, or the MSU fan base. <laughs> Both, but, you know, I think just anybody. I mean, I, I, Tim, Tim, like I said, I don't think any I mean, MSU fan hates Walsh Lawyer. I, I think that they are, fr- they are disappointed well, with the way things have went. I don't think any MSU fan hates him. Well, you might be right. I'm I'm using the word hater. Oh, okay, like, fair, fair, don't fair play enough. that kid. Okay. He, All right, you know Just he sucks. To clarify. Um, right. I'm saying okay. doubters. People say he can't doubter. do it. He's I, had I'll, plenty I'll, of those. I will, the, I will be the first to admit I am a <laughs> Well. I always just wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. We're we're three years in now. Do I see it happening for him? It's it's becoming hard for me to see it. And the one big thing is he hasn't been the the lights out shooter. That was the whole reason he got his scholarship. And if he was this kid who'd come in and like you know teams just couldn't stop him from getting his couple of baskets. You know, I would think, like, hey, man, he's a little tiny, like, tool or weapon, you know, you could use in this or that. But when you can't count on him for really anything, like, at a high level, that's where, um, you know, I'm – it's yeah. just hard to defend. It's hard to defend at this point. He's had enough chances, and he's been a good shooter, not – a great shooter, and you have to be great to at for his abs- other deficiencies. He'd have yeah, to be I, I 100% agree with what you said. I, I, I think that I do not think he will be back. Um, if he comes back, it's as a I think he'd be like a GA or something like that. I don't know how that would work out because it's I don't know if he's I, I don't know if he's graduated yet, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. So He's that, is, that is that so is that is something that's that fueling could, the fire is a possibility, and I would not be shocked if that happens. Um, I I it's just frustrating because you know he came in with a lot of hype. I I, I was excited about him. I'll be the first to admit it. I thought that he'd be you know per, really good scorer at least. You're right. Right. Like a uh, Travis less, Trice. Less athleticism, obviously, but um. He he's been disappointing. Um, I just I don't know, man. I I I he he I I watch guys from other teams, like a guy like uh, C.J. Frederick from Iowa, you know. And I'm like, man, that's what Foster Lawyer could be if he had confidence, you know. But I I think that confidence is just shattered, and I don't think it's coming back. It's been three years. Yeah, I mean, at this, like I said, at this point, he's had, he's he's had 
pretty much every chance. Um, and if you're not seeing it by year three, that's it's kind of an indictment on him. You know, you know, at that point. Yeah, it's like, well, we'll give him just the the full year four to see if he can work through it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you're in a squeeze, which they are. I think that he might be a candidate. Now, if they didn't have any scholarship issues, why would I care if he came back? Yeah. Oh, you see my point? Like, Tim, I wouldn't I mind him with just you, to leave just there's, there's, a, there's a scholarship problem, and that's why I wouldn't be disappointed to see some of these guys go, in a way. You know? It's – it's and it's, if you're not contributing by year three, there's, like, on a regular basis and – giving positive contributions, then it's just not working out, and it's probably time to move on. And also, you have two point guards on the roster officially next season that are more athletic. Um, I don't know. I've never seen Jaden Aiken standing next to the roster. I think he's 6'2", is what he's listed as. Foster, to be fair, Foster Lawyer. Yeah, so bigger. Foot, and he's probably 5'9". So. <laughs> I have walked by him in Kroger. <laughs> I am taller than him. Um, I've walked by Cassius Winston. I think he might be like wow, you're exactly what, my height. So. I might be six two. I was gonna Cassius say, man, is he's, taller in he's person. He's listed at like six one, six foot. So like they might have shorted him. My my roommate said that Cassius looked taller than me. And I was like, yeah, it almost felt like that. Um. So anyway, not to get off topic. <laughs> not to get right. It's just a fun an- anecdote because uh, him and Jack, um, Hoiberg, and uh, Brock Washington. I walked by all of them. Yeah, Foster. No, not six foot, unfortunately. Um, Jack's probably about the same height as him. <clears throat> so, I say all this because Hogard, Aikens, bigger, more athletic point guards. Hard for me to see him getting much tick unless, you know, they're going to, through some extreme growing pains. Um. And yeah, I I totally agree. And this is a long um, way of putting that we both think Foster is a candidate to transfer. Um, but also him being a captain, you know, nothing's gonna surprise me. Like I said, uh, you know, Izzo will do some weird shit that none of us agree with because of leadership and you know the, his old ways. And uh, sometimes he's got the last laugh. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's going to happen here, but it's just hard for me to read. This whole season has been. um, It's been very hard to read. So I see those two guys, and then then let's say we got Josh and Aaron. That's four people leaving the team. Do you have numbers? I do not. I mean, if you're – so, so it's thirteen openings. scholarships. And you've got well, no, you, no, because you've got three guys coming in. Three guys coming in this year. No, because you've got three guys um, coming in. Yeah. So you've got 
one potential I, spot if you know what, two take, people are transferring. About it, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another surprise because they do need. Um, and if. Oh wait, wait. Oh, now forgive us, guys, because we're in mourning just like you, the few who actually decided to tune in. Um, we didn't want to do a whole big journalistic show. We're just fans um, shooting the shit about this rough season. Um, that is right. I forgot about that. And I imagine him having the uh, relationship with his dad and uh, Jack grew up a millionaire in a millionaire household, I should say. Um I imagine yes. that, that was a year I by would year be shot. I would be. I, I would be surprised if he is on scholarship next year. So the little magic man has done it again. No, <laughs> um, that's a that's a possible. Only need one transfer, you're good. Um. No wait, that's okay. They could have zero transfers. Yeah. They have a spot open. No, if they got three coming in and Josh and Aaron are leaving and you take Jack off, then oh, they wouldn't have any. Oh, transfers. you're saying they wouldn't have any spot. Yeah, okay. All right, gotcha. Yep. I'm saying there's a world where Correct. they don't need any transfers. I would be Which would obviously you know, there's a big kind of. I would be. Elephant I would be in the room of Amani Bates. But we were kind of getting into it, and yes, they're definitely going to dip into the transfer portal. Um, from all by all accounts, I kind of want to leave transfer guys talk until we get like some actual word, because the amount of names that are pouring in, you and I could sit here for two hours. Talking about, oh, he would be nice, or he would be nice, and oh, I kind of like him. You know, there's one big one we're going to definitely talk about, um, maybe two, but until I see some real, like, um, something that actually holds water on MSU reaching out to a transfer, I don't think I really want to speculate when transfer the transfer um, portal is going to be nuts this time, <laughs> Ryan. It's it's going to be like free agency. And so, yeah, when it comes to the scholarship for guys coming in next year, they could potentially have zero guys leave, just have the freshmen. Boom. That's your MSU basketball team. Very unlikely that occurs. Um, for every transfer uh, from the MSU team, you could see another additional guy added. One could be in Imani Bates. One could be um, a guy from the transfer portal. Now, do you probably know the Marcus, guy I was referring Marcus to Carr. when I said the one guy we're definitely... Yeah. Now, again, I have no idea if MSU has interest in Marcus Carr. It would be crazy if they didn't. <laughs> but... For all we know, they don't. Um, but he fits he fits the mold of what MSU is in desperate need of. And that's an upperclassman point guard. Um, because 
they'll have a junior Hogard and a sophomore Aikens by the time this grad transfer or potentially, you know, with Marcus Carr, it would be um, one year, right? Left. But he, I would be shocked if he stayed both, both years. He's probably gone after one. Interesting. Well, I didn't have all of this prepared, but Marcus Carr fits the billing upperclassman point guard. Um, you'll have point guards that are already experienced once he leaves, not leaving a giant bad gap like this season. Um, you've seen him in conference. You know what he can do in this conference under um, Little Richie. <laughs> um Anybody's gonna want this guy. He's a superstar. Not not a superstar. Let me re this kid's a stud. He is what you want in a point guard. He can make his own basket at any given time. He can fil- facilitate and you know this is what MSU needs. Um what do you think he about is, he's my top choice him joining out of anybody on the portal for sure. He's uh he's legit by uh, he shitted on MSU this year, the one time they played. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely. The thing is, Tim, I don't. I know you didn't. I don't think you mentioned this, but uh, apparently, the portal for him is a backup plan. He is planning on going in the NBA draft and just not hiring an agent as of now. So, um, I, I I think he's going to wind up in the draft. I don't think he's going to be playing college basketball anywhere next year, but. Man, if they could get him, he, he like I said, he, he I said a point guard and Mighty Soko taking a big step forward next year completely changes the outlook of this basketball team for next season. Um, and if he winds up at Michigan State, oh boy, that is that that is one hell of a haul. Yeah, um, I actually kind of did forget that he had also entered. Yeah, you might not see him go anywhere. It's just kind of a, a name we all know and a position we need. Um, that's uh, something to fantasize MSU, about. I um, just want to say one people, thing. Uh, MSU did reach out to another point guard, uh, Tyson Walker from Northeastern. Uh, he's, I think he's got three years left, but he has all the big names after him. Kansas, uh, Indiana's at, uh, reached out to him. I, that, I think that was under the old staff. That might have been under the old staff, though. Florida's talked to him. Uh, so, I mean, the, he's got plenty of suitors, but that's another guy to keep an eye out for. Oh, I didn't even know that, so that's a good grab. Um, and I was going to say, just before you pretty much perfectly segued, they were, uh, there's been much talk about, you know, big men, because let's be real. Uh, the front court was a giant problem this season. Um, the MSU's are reaching out to big men. They've got their eye on big men. You know, the big guy from UNC who everybody's talking about and fawning over probably won't end up at MSU, but you know, a lot of people are like, let's, let's go get him. Um, yeah, that's where everyone thinks he's going to end up. But you're saying that MSU thinks that they've got problems all over the team. And um, 
and you you could see any sort of position be brought in. I would say probably the wings, probably the only thing that they really have plenty of already. Um, but I wouldn't count that out either. Like we didn't talk about this, but um, Rocket Watts really struggled this season. Um, do I think he's going to transfer? No, but I'd be lying if I told you that there haven't been people saying that he he could transfer. Now, do these people matter? Probably not. Do they know anything? Probably not. But um, would it stun you if Rocket transferred? I would be Ryan? surprised, but, I mean, who the hell knows? I mean, there's there is – Plenty of there. There's plenty of transfer candidates on this team. I think there's only like two or three guys that I just think that what, there's just like no chance they go. But he's now one of them. Right. I mean, Hogarth, in a way, a... I would be surprised, but I mean, who the hell knows? No, I I would actually be stunned because he is such an MSU type guy. Yeah, maybe he struggled his freshman year, but. It wasn't like I will a say I will say his shot year. is not leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, he's only a freshman, but he uh, he does not have a pretty shot. But I, I mean, who who the hell knows? There's been guys who came in with bad shots before, and they wound up being okay. So I mean, he's got he's I, to give up on him after just one year would be a kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. No, he he is exactly what he fits their billing perfectly. So it would have to be on him. And uh, might I add, Denzel yeah. Valentine, this kid had a broke shot in high school. Worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. This kid is a mold of Valentine. I mean, it is just kind of crazy sometimes I look at the way he plays. Do you yeah, remember not Valentine's pretty. freshman no, not, year? Not, not pretty. I, I – I, You uh, – Tico, who we had on this podcast, his dad used to always say every game, <laughs> uh, Valentine sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, there was a large part of the fan base that thought Denzel Dude, Valentine was I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. His freshman and sophomore years, he really pissed me off. But, but uh, he was just that type of player. And that's why I'm looking around. Right. I'm like, hello? I, I do – I, do you guys I, not see how I this is exactly the same? I, 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 but the, there are some people that are saying, "Oh, you know what? Maybe we should move on from this guy." I, I think that's a little bit that's that's so premature. Oh my god! I, I, I no, it yeah, it's just factually incorrect. I'm I'm saying it right here now. You were not around to remember Denzel. There Martin, are there are you're plenty of people AJ. that were around to remember Denzel Valentine that are saying move on. That that, that they wouldn't be upset if they moved on from him. Oh, then they just have short memories, and they have the they are choosing. You know, everybody wants to like satisfaction now, Ryan. You've got to understand that Izzo's success has been cyclical, and it's usually been when he's got like a great upperclassman like mol, uh, yeah. nucleus, right? That's why it's cyclical because it takes a couple of years for guys to grow into upperclassmen. Um, AJ Hogard, I'm telling you, man. It's not even like a hard prediction. Kid's gonna be a superstar. If he's I, I hope you're right. I, that that shot, man. Though I I understand the Denzel Valentine comparison, but I think that's a little bit putting a little bit too much on his plate. But um, 
I understand. I understand. Well, what I'm you're not saying, saying he's going to grow into what you're it. saying because I, I do agree with you. His fr- Denzel's freshman and sophomore years were not exactly uh, pretty, to say the least. Um, I remember him. I remember. Dude, he was taking kids remember, out of the uh, stands. After, his, after they lost to UConn in that uh, Elite Eight game, he said, no, next year we're going to make the Final Four. And I legitimately laughed out loud when I saw that comment. And uh, the next year they made the Final Four. So, you know, but yeah, he, he, yeah, he, I, I, I'm not going to go as far as you say he's going to be a superstar if he's at MSU his senior year. I think that he can be a very solid player. I, if, if he, that shot gets down, though, I, I'll agree with you that he could be a massive force his senior year if uh, if that shot gets better. And, man, it needs to improve for sure. I mean, do, will he have the Valentine work ethic? We will see. Because that's the only reason Denzel Valentine went from freshman Denzel to senior Denzel. Um if AJ Hogard has slight improvement next year and then following, I, I'm telling you, this is superstar. Am I saying he's going to be AP Player of the Year like Denzel? Is it going to be Denzel? No, I'm saying he's going to be the star of the team because who's who's going to be the other senior? Madi. Okay, I take that back. Maybe Madi will be some superhuman, but he's going to be the guard. He's going to be the star of the right. team if he's there as a senior. He's going to be the floor general. He's going to be everyone's favorite player, and we're all going to just choose to ignore how he was treated this. As a yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I am, I'm, I'm um, on board with you that giving up on him after his freshman year is just a little bit ridiculous. He had some really bright. He's he's he struggled a couple times. I don't. Know. I, I think that he'll be fine. It, it, he's a freshman, man. It's just it happens. Yeah. Right, he's a freshman. I mean, I don't know how. What else needs to be said? Kid's like right. eighteen when he came in. Kidding me? Have you seen Kofi Coburn? He's been the same court as this dude. Give him some time. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, give him some time. It's a big jump. You know how you said freshman and sophomore. Everybody yep. says it. Biggest jump. I literally played an NCAA sport, and I can tell you that it's real. You know why? Because you don't feel like you're in a different planet when you're a sophomore. You don't think you, every time you step out into the lights that you know <laughs> you're you've never even like played this sport before. That's it's jarring, man. Especially when you're playing at Michigan State Champions Classic, ESPN. You know that your buddies are going to text you if you mess up. Come on. This is uh this is way different now. Um you gotta let this kid like show us what he's got, and I think that he showed that he he's got some real potential. He's he's a big guard. Um the shot is not pretty, but MSU is a proven track record of getting guys to improve their shot. Like Kenny Goins, Denzel, we already talked about him. Um I'm not gonna sit here and recollect all the shooters that improved but um you don't think they've got some elite level coaches there and it was it's not tum no it's not it's not that bad it isn't it's he at least hit a a couple this year it wasn't pretty but you know 
Yeah. Tum Tum was pushing the ball. This kid is actually stroking. Right. It's just not not not, not pretty. It's not, yet. It's not figured right. out perfectly. Um. Okay. Do you want to talk about anything more regarding transfers and just, next just year? Get me a big man and get me a point guard. I'll be happy. I don't think that's asking for much. I know that uh, Izzo's not a huge transfer portal guy, but there is. It's the times are changing, man. I mean, this is how this is how things are now. It's not might not be ideal for him, but this is this is the way things are. I, and the, the, this new uh, one-time transfer rule things uh, passes, which it seems like it's ninety-nine percent going to. Um, it's college sports are just going to completely change as we know. I mean, you, you see it in football now. Um, look at how I miss you footballs at the portal this year. They've got, I think they've got like 12, 11, 12 guys already that they've taken through the portal. And like, they're not even done, done doing it yet. It's just insane. Uh, it's like, it's like recruiting on steroids. Really? I mean, it really is. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's what's. It's like uncharted territory. We're just gonna I be along are like, for oh, the I'm ride. Like college sports as much as this. No, that's not true. Just, I mean, it's just different. Things change. It's a crazy world, you know. But I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, but you, I, in my opinion, you cannot go into next year with the same roster plus the freshmen. You just can't do it. Because I, you, you saw the deficiencies all year at point guard. You don't have a proven point guard at all next year. And your you, your front court problems were just so big. I mean, yeah, I think Marcus Bingham, and I, I am going to say this now. I've said it, I've said it on, uh, to a couple people. Marcus Bingham has a real shot to be a front runner for a Big Ten defensive player of the year next year. I don't think that's some crazy hot take. I think that's a real thing. But you need a guy who's going to give you offensive output in the front court, and maybe Marcus can, you know, take next year. He can take a step forward and uh, become the offensive player that we knew we thought he had potential to be before uh, uh, he came to Michigan State. I don't know, but I would rather roll in next year with a proven guy, somewhat proven dude, uh, to be next to him in the front court next year. Because I don't know what Soko's going to do, but I think he can take a big step. Um, he needs to, honestly, if they're not going to go get another guy in the front court. But yeah, they, I think the biggest needs point guard for sure. Yeah, you you got to do something about one of them. <laughs> um, I it's hard for me to see like just this front court getting a year older being much better, and that's a huge issue. And then, you know, unless Jaden Akins is incredible, that's going to be. And that's an not that fair to put expectations year. on him like that as a freshman. Right. Now you could say, "Well, AJ, it's your time." We right? don't know. We don't. Who knows? We don't with know with those guys. Right. That's the problem. We 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 don't know. It's a question mark. And I I just, we we went into this year yeah, with a question mark and point guard. It didn't work. Like you can't do it again. Sorry. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. That really did end up killing them in the end, because their front court hurt them, 
but their their point guard or lack that is what runs college them. basketball is point guard play. If you don't have a point guard, you're usually going to struggle. Now, forgive me. I like just again. We were just approaching this as uh, fans that are mourning the season. There was a um, a point guard who was going around on the message boards. Um, who was defensive player of the year in his conference? Is this ringing a bell? No. He's a mid major. All right, I'll I'll have to find it. Um. Again, I don't want to speculate too much, but there was a mid-major point guard um, who won DPOY right before, or just this season, and he's transferring. Is this the Northeastern kid that I brought up? Um, uh, what the hell is that dude's name? No, that was a that was the big guy. Talk no, he's a guard. no, he's a he's a guard. The Northeastern. I'm pretty sure he's a guard. I'm like, oh, I I think I can look it up. One, one second. Um, the guy you said it was offered by Kansas. Yeah, that's him. Florida. Okay, that might be him. I bet you would reach. Um, yes, Tyson Walker. Okay, then we are probably talking about the same guy. Then that's. Like a real candidate, in my opinion, because the defensive side, that's something they want to shore up. Um, you know, experience point guard, that's big. Um, and to be honest, you're right. Marcus Bingham had an incredible defensive impact. The dude really, really, like, and I, th- I promise you that the coaching staff is going to tell him this. Like, Hey, Marcus, take a seat. Um, I'm going to cut to it pretty quickly. If you want to play basketball in the NBA or even have a chance, you need to be working out in the gym every second of this summer, Um, getting your conditioning, your strength in your legs, if you do that, you can maybe become a professional basketball player with a real career. But if you don't do that, you know, maybe you'll just be a really tall guy who sells insurance or something. <laughs> um, I'm being a little theatrical because this is the difference right here and now for Marcus Bingham. I know we've been talking about it for years. It's not like I'm coming away with some crazy um, fix for him. That he needs to add some muscle. Does he need to add that much muscle at this point? I think the kid just needs to be able to run. Yeah, a that's of miles. his biggest issue. Is definitely um, is uh, his conditioning. His I mean, conditioning. It, it's he's got a he's got a respiratory issue, I believe. So that's part of the issue. I mean, Adrian, it's it's very similar to Adrian Payne, if I remember correctly, because he had the same problems. Um, so. Huh. That's a little iffy, but yes, you agree with me. It's he gets tired, and then that's when you see the mistakes. That's so common in sports. Um, you start to make those mistakes because you don't have the uh, endurance. This kid's got to get out on the track and run a couple miles every day, if you ask me. 
because that's his problem right now, not the the other stuff. If he's you know fresh and rested on these plates, I don't think he bites on these uh, pump fakes. I don't think he comes up with these stupid fouls that he didn't need to make. Um, and that will really open up playing time for him. It'll make the team significantly better because they were at their best when Marcus was out there just wreaking havoc, um, which he is really good at. He had a couple of awesome plays in that UCLA game. Um, I think Marcus, you know, the whole weight room aside, dudes need he needs to get on track. You guys. I agree. That's with my you. fix. I do agree with Marcus. That. I think he is what he is, kind of muscle wise at this point. I mean, he's got oh, bigger. He you can has you can bigger, see it, but it is, no doubt. He, he's still a really skinny, skinny dude, lanky guy. I think he's gonna maintain his uh, um, weight routine. It's clearly working. At this point, he's probably enjoying it. Um, but yeah, the, the coaching staff, the trainers, they're gonna tell him what I'm saying. Um, this is the the difference between Marcus Bingham and seven figure bank. I mean, dude, right he now. really could make an impact as an NBA player if he gets their respiration. I, I he could be an NBA player if he gets their respiration out because you can't find rim protectors like him everywhere. They're they're not they're they're not like a dime a dozen. They, there is a he yeah he, he really does level, uh, he absolutely dimensions. does. Um, I said when MSU got him as a recruit that he was like a poor man's Jaron Jackson. Um, he's not obviously not offensively anywhere near what Jaron Jackson is, but um, I mean he's I, his his uh, dimensions are very similar to Jaron Jackson's if you look at him. Yeah, and what's the difference? Jaron had yep. tree trunks yep. for legs. Um. And he could shoot. But I think, like, really, either they're just never going to let Marcus shoot, which might be smart. But once you get, you know, you start making some plays, got some strength in your legs so you don't get tired and miss every shot. Um, you know, our, Marcus has a good stroke. You could see him, you know, if he's a leader as a senior on the team, making, you know, winning plays, staying in the game in, in crunch time. I absolutely could see the coaches uh, letting him actually shoot the open shot as opposed to I would love it, I think a really good goal for him next year is to get double-digit scoring average. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Uh, Double-double, yep. even. I mean, because he was becoming a, a pretty decent rebounder, which you would hope. It's just the strength was always failing him, and strength tied in with endurance was – was an issue. Um, you know, when you get tired, it's easy to feel a lot less strong. You could be a strong guy that gets tired, and trust me, it's um, it's a give and take with that. So, you know, I see I, the whole reason we started talking about this is I could see a world where MSU's front court is good enough for them to reach some of their goals if they made no changes, right? Um, 
but I also would worry me a lot because that is, you know, it would be basically the same thing as last year. And I'm not going to live, uh, feed into this fantasy where the players are just so much better the next season. You know what I mean? Where just everything is magically amazing because they're a year older. Um, I think that point guard play, if they just had somebody strong to take over that spot, it would make so much of a difference. You know, you're losing your best player on the team. Again. Again. And Aaron Henry. You're adding some good pieces at that position. I think that Pierre Brooks is going to be an incredibly underrated piece on this team. Uh, probably not a very hot take. But the he reminds me of Aaron Henry in how strong and Big Ten body ready he is. Um, that was something that was thrown around a lot when all those freshmen came in. You know, Gabe is a big dude now. He was a pretty skinny guy back as a freshman. I remember seeing him at Moneyball. I was like, wow, he looks like a baby. Aaron Henry has had this sort of pro body for a while. Pierre Brooks reminds me of Aaron Henry in that way. He's a shooter. He can make defensive plays. He's athletic. He can dunk on you. I think you're going to see a little bit of Aaron Henry light in Pierre Brooks. And then Max Christie, you know, everyone's excited about him. I think he's a piece that's been sorely missed in terms of just a, a killer shooter, a playmaker, a dude that you have to keep your eye on. Otherwise, he's going to hurt you. But also, you know, I haven't seen him lately. Probably going to be some growing pains as there always are or always is with um, freshmen. He's a little on the skinnier side. That's probably going to, you know, be a, a change for him. Um. I think that those two pieces are going to be heavy, heavily used in terms of uh, their impact in the next season. Um, again, not really a hot take, but Pierre Brooks, kind of forgotten. Watch out for him. Um, Aaron Henry had almost no hype coming in. Is that he a was correct a lot, assessment? He was rated a lot lower than uh, Brooks was. He, Much he was lower. a three-star and, on almost every service. Yes, and nobody in the fan base was really talking about him until Moneyball. Um, I guess you know we'll have to wait and see, but I don't know if there will be Moneyball. I hope. They That'd are pushing awesome. – uh, apparently Mel, speaking of COVID-related, uh, apparently Mel Tucker's pushing to have fans in the spring game, so I think that's a positive sign that things are somewhat starting to go back to normal. Interesting. Um, yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Uh, as it stands, with the freshmen coming in, the team they have, I'll I'll give – you have to. You have to give Tom Izzo a little benefit of the doubt, okay? You have to. But I don't see this team being that much better um, just with that. I think there will be a lot more optimism. Um, I think that there will be – Probably a little more balance, um, but that point guard spot will still be an issue. Jaden Aikens is going to be great. I don't know how he's going to be defensively in the Big Ten. I mean, he has the potential to be a plus um, defender. So we're... He has the potential, and I've heard on some accounts that he's just never really 
even had to try defensively on his teams. So we'll see how he uh, yeah, we'll see how he really uh sort of translates in the Big 10. I you know, I've seen him play on ESPN just like a lot of you guys probably. I'm excited about Jaden Akins. He can get to the bucket whenever. That's huge. That is something that um, MSU really could have used. A.J. Hilgard flashes of it. Um, Jaden Akins can get his own shot probably on anyone. Um, no problem finishing on big guys, something that Rocket Watts has a lot of problems with. And, uh, you know, Hogard will be a year older, so maybe he will have improved. And, you know, you could see a, a team, if there were no changes, that was even maybe a lot better than this past year. I doubt it, but, you know, if you saw some improvements here and the freshmen were impactful. Um, but, yeah, uh, those alone, I'm not so sure. I'm not sold. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, I, please just don't be a bubble team again next year. That's, I, I, I don't think I'm asking for much. Just, just comfortably make the tournament so I don't have to stress about this again. Cause I, it was not fun. I, I know we're spoiled, but I don't want to do that again. That was not a good time. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a really tough season. Um, we didn't even like, we literally didn't even talk about Julius Marble. Yeah, um, that was it. It's hard. That's a hard read. He might. Be I a think he is. As he is we'll that transfer. I, I I do agree with you. I, he's just defensively, he's not there. Um, he's. I mean, he he's showing a lot of flashes on offense, but he's just not a very good defender. Yeah, it's just um, he was playing starting started the last game. We'll see what happens. I. I I, yeah. I would, that would, that wouldn't that's one that wouldn't shock me. Right, I agree. And um and then we didn't really touch on it, but you know, all of this could be you know, added to it could be <laughs> Amani Bates, which you know, if you add him to the mix completely different outlook. Yeah. And it's hard to really say um like how it would go because, you know, you've seen awesome dudes come in and their team still not be that great um, in terms of great enough to like make a final four, push for, you know, something real. You know, Ben Simmons' team didn't even make the tournament. And uh, it was pretty good. I don't know. If you might say, well, Imani's going to be better. Okay, but Ben Simmons was still pretty good. So they also had an um, absolute dog shit coach. So just just just, just wanted to <laughs> make that clear. John, Johnny Jones yes. is uh, no Tom Izzo to say the very least. No, but if you saw an Amadi Bates come in, and then you've got, you know, some real talent, some real size, because Imani's tall, six nine. Um, I think he's probably aren't. It'd be young, explosive, athletic. Um, and just a crazy new look. Like you wouldn't be that mad because it would just be so new. Um, so yeah, I obviously it just goes without saying. Everybody who's listening to this still, if you're still listening, definitely agrees on the fact that Amani Bates would 
you know, change the equation altogether. But um, I guess we've pretty much gone through it, huh? Yeah. Uh, I obviously, we haven't really talked about the NCAA tournament. The Big Ten did not have a good showing. And hopefully that continues and Michigan loses on Saturday. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I I guess I would say I hope they lose just to. Their that fans is literally lose. the only reason I'm like, please shut up, please lose. I I just want I just want I'm, them to stop. Please please make it stop. <laughs> we'll see. I think we'll see how they work. A and... Very good chance to beat them, and I think Alabama is better than Michigan is. So you know we'll see what happens, but I would be. Yeah, I mean the road ahead of them yeah. is tough. I, I if, they, if they get in the final Miss, four, man, you got to give them credit because that is a hell of a run if they can make it. Assuming that Alabama yeah, beats UCLA, I agree. That would be an incredible um, run for them for sure. Um, even though this is being said, they're one seed. Yeah, I mean <laughs> like, they they did they did. You're kind of supposed to win. I will say this though: they didn't get the easiest draw. That's for damn sure. No, you got to beat some good teams. Yeah, you don't get to just. Sorry, this is this is not play. 2018. I mean, you beat who's in front yeah, of you. You don't get you, to just play. You, you don't get to play seeds. double digit seeds all this entire time again. Sorry, that's not how this one works. Um, I yeah, Big Ten. I mean, Illinois. I, I called it. I was going to straight up listen. Listen to the last podcast. I didn't it. think they lose um, the Loyola, but I did not think they were going. Much anyway. Yeah, I didn't say Loyola. I just I was pretty clear that I didn't think that they were going to make the Final Four. They were inconsistent. No Boom. tournament experience. That'll that'll do it. Yep. We all we, we all, all knew what end. was going to happen to Iowa. <laughs> we oh, all yeah. knew that. If you was were betting coming. on we Iowa. We all knew that was coming. If you were betting on Iowa, you're yeah. new to this. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I guess at this point, Big Ten's already dead in the water. Um. Michigan could, I guess, make a run, I but I, that not to happen. I'm feeling that that's prob- probably unlikely. I mean, they're supposed to make the Sweet 16 as a one seed. You're yeah, that's to. why I find all this cheering uh, about, oh, we made the Sweet 16, and laughing at all the rest of the big tents. Like, congratulations. Just because nobody else made it doesn't mean it's some great accomplishment, you know? But Right. I mean, the one versus 16, that's literally like a yours. gimme game. I mean,. You have to yeah. win that, actually, and and then they played an eight seed, a good team, LSU, and it was a great game. I'll say I'll say this it, about but... LSU: they're a glorified AAU team by the way they play basketball. They they really <laughs> are. I mean, if you watch any Will Wade coach team, it's you roll the ball up and you roll with it. You don't really have anything set. I mean, <laughs> it's. If anybody watched them play Michigan State play them a couple of years ago, you know what LSU is. And it's not. Yeah, Will Wade wasn't technically there. But, he was still the he was the interim um, coach at that point. But yes, I believe wasn't he? No, yeah, he was. Talking about in the yeah tournament? Sweet Sixteen. No, Will Wade was sidelined, and it was his assistant that was. Coaching. Oh, I don't know his assistant's I name. Forgot about. It. Oh, that's right, because they had that uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, because he's cheating, and he's somehow still the coach. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, I didn't watch the game. Michigan 
supposed to make the second weekend as well. You're supposed yeah, to. Otherwise, so, it's deemed a giant failure. Uh, so, you know, Illinois, giant, giant absolutely. failure. Ohio State, Iowa, giant failures. Um, Michigan, I guess. Well, you know, to be determined. To Florida State. Disappointment. I guess it's up to you. If Maybe it's like, yeah, but that's the Big Ten's only hope. That's why we're talking about them. Um, I kind of had a feeling the Big Ten was not going to do I'm well. not. I, I don't know if I said it clearly, but I kind of had After that Ohio State game, honest. I knew it was going to get ugly. I had Ohio State. I Pac-12 had, just lights I out. I had Ohio State. So I had funny. Ohio State my national title game. So, you know, that, that's my Oof. own fault. Tough. Yeah. All right, man. Um, when there's more real substantive things to talk about, something can, worth a full pod. We can talk spring football at some point. I mean, they just started up today, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll get into that now that basketball season is officially over. Any um, big um, sort of movements and uh, roster on the basketball, which obviously, you know, football is a much bigger roster. You could have one dude join the basketball team that's going to change the outlook of the right. season. It's not as simple in football, I guess. If you signed like, like a five star, like, like I said, they've that'd be they've pretty big. Had, they've had like I, they added another guy today from the portal, but they I think they've added like eleven guys now, or something like that. Some crazy. Yeah, number. so Ryan's gonna have all of that for us. I, I'm certain of that. But um, I guess until the next time we talk, um, just remember, guys, twenty three years straight. Don't let teenagers who have literally never seen Izzo miss the tournament say anything about anything. 23 years straight. Don't forget that that is a very freaking big deal. Okay? It's number two, right? Yep. yep. Duke's end of this year. They're right behind Kansas now. Kansas. Um, Ever heard of them? So, yeah. It's been um, a good 23 years. I could say that for a fact. Absolutely. No doubt. All right, Ryan. Tough one. Hard to see it go out this way. But MSU has given us a lot of success in recent years. And you've got to really remember that. when it, This is pandemic season. Put an asterisk on everything anyway. COVID year doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am... Oh, you bet your ass in 15 years, I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Izzo almost, you know, missed the tournament. There was no fans that season. There was, <laughs> you know, pandemic season. Yeah, you bet I'm going to do that. So, still made it. I don't care. Um, would have much rather they win. Just take the L, move on. Because you know what? People who have seen their team win some stuff are capable of that. I don't even have to get on Twitter. I tell you right now, Illinois is on fire, dude. That, Iowa ready. and Illinois' best seasons can't even get out of the first weekend. That's got to be rough. Yeah, remember how much success we've had to enjoy. It's been good. All right, Ryan. All right, Tim. Dylan up ahead, Winston. No one near him, and he's.